And we start our programme in France, where officials say nearly a thousand protesters were arrested in a fourth night of rioting after the police shooting of 17-year-old Niall M in a Parisian suburb. Overnight, the interior minister claimed that there had been a downturn in the violence. Well, the unrest broke out in several cities, notably in Marseille, in the south of the country. Video footage showing streets on fire and shops, including a gun store, being attacked and looted by rioters. Well, despite the deployment of 45,000 police officers right across the country, the violence continued, including in the capital, Paris. And further afield, French media reported riots breaking out in French Caribbean territories, where at least one person was reportedly killed. The French football star and captain of the national team, Kylian Mbappe, has called for calm, saying violence solves nothing and that it should be replaced with mourning, dialogue and reconstruction. The police officer involved in the death of the teenager on Tuesday has been charged with voluntary homicide. Niall's funeral will be held later in his hometown of Nanterre, a suburb northwest of the capital. The family have requested journalists and the public to stay away. Regini Vajinathan begins our coverage. Across France, yet more rage. Streets under siege. A dramatic outpouring of anger after a 17-year-old, Nael, was killed by police during a traffic stop. Many of the rioters are teenagers, out despite a plea from France's president to parents to keep their children at home. As the protests have intensified, so too has the police presence. Across the country, from Friday into Saturday morning, more than 45,000 officers were deployed. And it's the police that is driving people onto the streets in the first place. Many here accuse officers of discrimination. And even the UN says that France needs to address its deep-rooted issues of racism in the police force. It's a concern crowds at this protest share. The country's foreign ministry says the UN's claims are unfounded. But the French police have long been plagued by accusations of racism. Many see this violence as a wake-up call. But for the government, containing it's a challenge. What began with the death of Nael has now come to represent something bigger. Regina Vardinarden, BBC News, Paris. Well, our Europe editor, Katia Adler, has an update for us from Nanterre, where the funeral for 17-year-old Niall is set to take place today. I'm in Nanterre, that is an area outside Paris, where Nahel, the 17-year-old unarmed boy who was shot and killed by a French policeman earlier this week at a traffic stop, lived and died. As you say, his funeral will be taking place in a few hours' time. And again last night, it was the scene of destruction, 
You can see these burnt out uh, cars behind me. Fireworks were set off at the police overnight. It was a loud night and a loud morning because the authorities here are trying to clear up uh, the mess ahead of the funeral. Nahel's family has appealed for calm and so has France's national football team. They say it's tragic what happened here and that working class suburbs like this where many people come from minority backgrounds are suffering and have grievances including, you know, they allege police brutality and daily discrimination but they say this is not to the way to deal with that but these youth say they don't have a choice this is the only way they're getting their voices heard the French president hasn't imposed a state of emergency but there are calls from the right and the far right uh, in France and from some police unions to do exactly that whereas the left and far left in France are saying he hasn't done enough to deal with the social problems in housing estates like this so he's under fire politically mm. and on the streets of France he talks about getting the situation under control but there's no sign of that right now um, and catch you very quickly before we leave you in terms of motivations that the conversation has moved on somewhat with um, allegations I think by Mr Macron himself saying that social media is playing a part now in inciting that violence is there any clear indication as to how this is being coordinated or who's uh, leading uh, some of these riots and these protests and people are now saying you know it's it's moved on from uh, the death of Niall and it's more gratuitous now well, no, it's, it's not moved on, if you like, but if, but if you talk to youths here, they'll say, we face discrimination by police every day, but nobody listens to us. When it's recorded, mm. when someone holds up a phone and records it, it's irrefutable evidence. And what you have here about the killing of Niall was that originally the policeman who shot him said that he felt that his life and the life of his colleague was in danger by Niall. But when you had a look at that video, it clearly was not. And I think that helps trigger the outrage in areas like this, just like we saw uh, after the death of uh, George Floyd in the United States a couple of years ago, where the, a white policeman put his foot on the neck uh, of George Floyd for nine minutes, um, after which he died. When you have this being passed around on social media, um, it is... It is a reminder to people who feel discriminated against, who feel underprivileged in society, uh, that, that they are right to feel outraged and they want to do something about it. As I say again, though, the rioters on the street are very young, and a lot of people in this neighborhood say they sympathize with the youngsters, but violence is not their thing. So it would be wrong to say the entire neighborhoods like this are out there saying, go and burn things. That is not the case. But for the youth themselves, they say they want their voices heard. We that do, though see instances of looting as well across the country and that clearly is a separate issue to those who say they're protesting in the name of Niall and others like him. Well that was Katja Adler in Nanterre, another town that was uh, affected, city rather that was affected uh, by the violence is in the north of France in Lille. From there here's Sophia Betitza. I'm in Roubaix, which is a suburb of Lille, one of the poorest parts of uh, France. Uh, the situation here is still tense. Overnight, about 70 people were arrested in this area. And uh, uh, there was a curfew imposed in some neighbourhoods here, a, co a curfew over um, uh, unaccompanied uh, minors. Uh, because, of course, so many of the people that have been rioting are very young, some as young as 30. Um, now, behind me, you can see 
what remains of a building. This used to be an office building. About 500 people worked here and it was a really important part of this community. Now, some protesters broke in in the middle of the night and set the whole building on fire. We can still see and smell the smoke. Um, across the street, there's a pharmacy, uh, which is also a health centre. And it's one of very few places where people from this um, community could go and get treatment if they were ill. And that was looted and partially destroyed. So, you know, this morning, so many people here have told us what is the point of attacking pharmacies, offices, theatres. The feeling is that this is just not the right way to demand justice for now. And that was Sofia Batitza in the north of France.